You're now listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, I don't have any AKAs for today. Um, I am joined by my friends and my co-hosts as usual. Hey everybody, it's Candace, not so newlywed PC on all social media. Uh, I do not have any AKAs. Today we have a lot to get into. I have a lot of opinions to give, even though nobody asks for them. But I'm going to give them anyway, because that's just the type of nigga I am. And we are joined by our third and final amiga. Hey, Adrian. Hey, y'all. I don't have any AKAs either, just ready to get to the mess. Well, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump right into the mess. We're going to go and get the snow out of the way because I have I do I do have some opinions for these juvenile white bitches on Salt Lake City. They yeah, they are juvenile (laughs) white bitches who are arguing like prep school fucking teenagers. Because Meredith, why are you arguing about a fucking bathtub in a in a for on a trip you did not plan? Bitch, what is it with you in bathtubs? You've been arguing about bathtubs all goddamn all goddamn season. Like what are we talking about here? If you wasn't feeling good, you should have stayed the fuck home. That's first and foremost. in the times of COVID, why are you on a group trip feeling like shit in Bermuda? Mm, let's get you let's sh- get to the root. You should have came later when you were feeling better. Mm. Then you walking, you slithering down the hallway like a snake over a goddamn bathtub. Okay, use one of these bitches' bathtubs. None of y'all look like y'all bathe good. It ain't like it was gonna go used. Mario wine is like this, folks. I mean, it just it, it just very catty. And now, when I was watching this episode, I understand why Salt Lake City it is not picking up the steam as fast as it could. It's because they really don't argue about anything. It is just all very, very shallow, pedantic, and juvenile. So I have a I have a controversial yet brave opinion to state uh, that nobody asked for. But I'm gonna say it anyway because uh, this is our show and we this is what we do on our show. Um, not gonna hold you. Been kind of bland without Jen. Not even gonna hold you. Yeah, it has been kind of bland without Jen. But I don't think Jen is the key factor. I think it's that they went to a place where appearances matter most. And like, not just like a, everybody be like, well, yeah, they have Beverly Hills and Orange County and, you know, you know, New York and things like that. But we're talking about a place that's heavily orchestrated by organized religion. Yeah, because like even those other places, like granted, we don't watch and cover those shows. But, you know, I've watched a couple of them from time to time. And I've seen clips of them chicks get gutter. yeah no they get they get down in the mud like i honestly feel like we should we should um start uh miami maybe start it on the patreon as we catch up and then by the the next season 
bring it over to the regular feed because yeah. the few can, episodes I watched of my the we few episodes out. I watched of Miami have been really fucking messy. But yeah. I feel like a city in a place like Salt Lake City that is heavily orchestrated by Mormonism and religion and I think even some Scientology, I feel like there's only but so much we'll get from this group of ladies who still in the now have strong ties to the Mormon religion. As we speak, Lisa's son is on a Mormon mission. Uh, Mary is still very heavy in the church. The rest of them better tread lightly because, you you know, they don't want them folks coming after them. So I feel like it's only but so much we're going to get. But this, the arguing they did on this episode was so very stupid. And I'm talking about um, Heather and Whitney. I just want to say Heather versus Whitney is giving, trying too hard, but it's not landing in any capacity. They are cool. I was going to say they're quite literally arguing over who's Lisa's friend when in the very first season, both these bitches hated Lisa. For good reason. Like Now, go ahead, Jeremy. It's it's very... no, fuck it. Like I said, this we, this is our show, and you know we're gonna say our opinions. It's very hard to take Salt Lake City seriously in uh at this point anymore when you have two people who have been peas in the motherfucking pod in mess, foolishness, and chaos, and also keeping up shit uh between so much of the cast. There, what in season what like what what season is this like four or five? Arguing four. about four. four. Thank you. Arguing about who is who is or isn't a friend to Lisa, a motherfucker who neither of y'all don't like, and she don't like y'all. Yeah, and never has. It's, especially when we have seen glimpses of these two women having big problems in their personal lives. Whitney and her husband are in fucking therapy. He refuses to wear his wedding ring. And y'all being sued in real life. I ain't forgot. Being sued in real life. Uh, Heather need a, fighting for that shoulder reduction. Okay. She built like the fucking Buffalo Bills logo. And it's just the best that y'all can give us in terms of drama is arguing over when did you become friends with Lisa Barlow? Who gives a fuck? At y'all age, age of 50. Continue, friend. And Heather, you are super weird for going to Lisa and talking about Whitney says since y'all have become friends, she can see you becoming a better person. Quite literally, we're arguing you are sowing seeds of chaos in Lisa's head because Whitney gave her a fucking compliment and said she can see her growth as an individual. Which, nah, granted, you might... Put a lot like, of sauce on it. A lot of lying. Right. I was about to say, like, I can understand having an issue because that's a lot of lying. But that ain't the issue that you have. <laughs> no, because Lisa is as vapid and shallow today and she's always as she been. was on season one, episode one. Nothing has changed about Lisa Barlow other than her son has gone off to a Mormon mission. That is quite literally the only change in her fucking life. Give it a fucking break here. And then Heather, big, big, wide shoulder ass, about to have a meltdown because Whitney told her to shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut the fuck up because this stupid. Why are you so invested in when what me and Lisa got going on? 
Meanwhile, Angie and and uh Meredith over here clinking glasses talking about I'm glad it's not us. Y'all stupid too. <laughs> right. Y'all are you, stupid what, too. What, what are y'all arguing about? What were y'all just about to go to blows over a rumor that Monica like had to be like, look here, you stupid dumb bitches. I'm the one that made the rumor. So like what, what you be glad it ain't us? It literally what that was y'all whole storyline for the first half of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, absolutely. I just don't. I don't. At this point, I don't take Salt Lake City seriously anymore because it don't take itself seriously. No, it don't. And the, and to me, what could be the best storyline of this show? Y'all are spoon feeding it to us, and we're on like episode fourteen now. God. Salt Lake City typically only go to like sixteen episodes. Hell so y'all are y'all are spoon feeding us like. The shit with Angie. And my biggest question is, Jeremy, do you feel like Meredith is behind that burner account that's supposedly DMing her and Monica? It's not DMing nobody else. Not mm. Lisa, not Heather, not Whitney, not Mary, not even Jen's Instagram while she in jail, because I'm sure she could check it while she in jail. But this burner account is only uh, DMing the two women who were spreading this salacious rumor about Angie and her husband. In the words of the broken clock that happens to be right twice a day, don't this sound suspicious? <laughs> it does. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's Meredith. I wouldn't be shocked if it, if it uh But be this... This feels like... I, mm, you, I'm going to call it a throwback. You know what this feels like? This feels like Carlos King's involvement with Gate, where he's the one that started, he or, you know, whoever else behind production is the one that started that shit. And Phaedra took it and ran with it. Yeah. That's what it's given. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Meredith. You know, I, I don't put nothing past nobody. But this sounds like somebody maybe in production is doing that shit to, to amp up the, the, the drama. Yeah, yeah. And the other the other thing is even the the quote unquote mess that that account is feeding it's not very salacious. Rich people falling for bankruptcy so that they don't have to pay out their debt is not new. That's not salacious. That's being rich one on one. Like where are we going from here? Rich people running from their debt so that they can keep their money in their pocket is is not salacious. It's not new. It's actually pretty standard. Pretty run of the mill. So it's just like, what are we doing here? And then the reason I said, could it be Meredith? Because the way she started acting when Monica brought it up on camera, like she had no idea what was going on. Meredith, you fucking know. That's one thing. And I feel like we've said this before about Meredith. She is a throw stones and hide her hands type of person at times. Yeah. Because if ever there was a time to bring this shit up, it would be now while these goddamn cameras rolling. As a matter of fact, if you if you was a if you was a greater hoe and not a hater hoe, you would have told Angie, I have account an account on Instagram DMing me things about you and Sean's financial well being and things that y'all have going on financially down to bankruptcies, lawsuits, and you know, other shady business dealings y'all have been doing. So while you're saying I could while you keep feeling like I can I'm threatening you and I could I'm threatening you and your family honestly i'm bringing this to you first 
and letting you know what's going on. Here's the account name. Here's the information. If you want to have somebody look into it, much like Meredith had a private investigator look into who was um, sending threatening and very nasty messages to, to Brooks and things like that and found out it was somebody associated with Jen Shah. So it's like, where is y'all management? Where is y'all agent to, so that y'all could play this up better? Because this is the storyline that we want to see. We do not care about who want to kiss, kiss Lisa Barlow's ass. That's all I'm saying. Y'all need new people in the writer room. And I, I appreciate Monica because Monica is trying to bring shit to the forefront. For better or worse, so, she is the season. So. She is. This is why she got first chair. Well, that's all I have for Salt Lake City. Let's go and get into the black shows. I'm ready. <laughs> Not even um, <laughs> <laughs> Adrian, where you want to head first? You want to uh, you want to go to Potomac? You want to go to Mary DeMedicine? You shady best. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Adrian don't make no mistake about the fact she does not be fucking around with Salt Lake City. She said, I'ma go on mute. I'ma I'm a have me, I'ma drink me some wine, I'ma have me a snack and let y'all do y'all big one. But I'll be back when the real shit rolls through the door. I mean, yeah. I no lies detected. I would say Adrian, real, friend, real nigga roll call. Exactly. <laughs> friend, is it shade if it's true? <laughs> I guess you got a point there. Uh, I'm trying to think of everybody from least to greatest. And mm. <laughs> like nobody was spectacular this week. So wherever y'all want to go, I'm I'm cool. Um let's do married I agree. Okay. Um I just want to say, bitch, close that casket back. Close that fucking casket back because and that was so. Please do niggers of America, black of a black America, play with yeah, I was just about to say. I thought it was very, very bad luck for black people to play around with death and funeral homes and shit like that. Black, the black people I know, the niggas I grew up with, the the black elders in my family always said. You don't hop your ass in no casket if you ain't. You don't get your ass in no casket if you living. It's a bad. You don't play with that. You don't. You don't lie about people being dead. That's why you didn't see many blacks in that trend on social media of telling like older people. Mm -mm. And the ones that we did saw what that was. um, Angela Bassett and them boy. He was back on online crying for sure. Niggas don't play like that. So I don't know. It was weird. That was just really weird. The most you would hear niggas talking about a casket is saying that somebody looked casket sharp. Exactly. That's the that's the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. Nasty work. Very. Especially from a group of motherfuckers that had a goddamn nervous breakdown when Eugene called y'all acting like some niggas. <laughs> I, I, I remember that. I ain't forgot I, how, I ain't how forgot. awful y'all got when he said y'all acting like niggas, and all of a sudden y'all became stand up African American. Shut the fuck up. Like, Truly. I, I, I ain't the, never gonna forget. Ever. But the one thing I want to say is I feel like, again, and I agree when I, when I saw people tweeting about it, quad street theatrics make it very hard to listen to her <laughs> because even, this was fucking dramatic it was even theatrical when she has valid points. 
even when she has valid points, I don't feel like a group setting is the place for you to address your issues with these ladies individually. There needs to be conversations had one on one without, you know, without the uh, without the peanut gallery in the mix. And if anything, I feel like the first conversation one on one she should have had was with Jackie. Because I do feel like Jackie was the collateral damage when Quad distanced herself from the other ladies. Because Jackie really was not mean and nasty when she opted to divorce Greg. The rest of the ladies were pretty nasty, but not Jackie. So I do understand Jackie's hesitance in extending Quad another opportunity to rekindle their sisterhood. But the rest of these bitches? Absolutely not. We would have had to talk one-on-one. And like I said, when they get in a group setting, uh, Mr. Ed and Toya, they both horses. One got a fat horse ass and one got a horse mouth. Um, yeah. The ass is a, definitely a positive. Mm. <laughs> Not <me>. Renee. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> It's fucking funny. <laughs> that is that might be the show title. Text that to me, Renee. Oh my god! Listen, I just I don't know what she expected from these ladies. Um, I just I really don't know what she expected from the ladies. I don't know what she expected from Toya. What her and Toya have going on is to me a lot deeper than you popping out of a fucking casket talking about can we move forward. And the only thing, the way you spelling it, Adrian, please. The, <laughs> the biggest thing that's bothered me about this whole situation is just how disingenuous all of the ladies are being about the disconnect between them and Quad. They were very fucking mean and nasty to Quad. Heavenly was, Simone was, and Toya for sure was. And, and so... I want Quad to stop being dramatic and be put on your big girl under underpants and stand tell these business. ladies st- stand on business. Let them know, hey Toya, me and you, I don't fuck with you because when I was going through my divorce and I watched the show back, you was talking about why am I even allowed to be here? I'm not married to medicine and this, that, and the third. Simone, you was doing interviews talking about how Greg upgraded and this, that, and the third. And again. I'm not saying that these women had to put down Greg's new wife to uplift Quad, but using using phrases like "Oh yeah, he for sure upgraded." Oh yeah, he definitely got him a a baddie this time and shit like that. You're telling me we're not fucking friends. It's, and it's just reaffirming what you thought of me beginning, because you know, as I said in the pregame. It ain't just post, you know, Greg that they've been mean to Quad. They were mean to Quad while she was with Greg, often gaslighting her and um, dismilling, uh, dismilling, dismissing her feelings um, and concerns about the relationship and the marriage right alongside Greg. Hence, why you know they still cool with that motherfucker, even though again, yeah. as I have, I'm confused. Oh, go ahead, uh, Adrian. I'm confused. Who's the baddie? Twenty. <laughs> Bitch Toya. Oh, okay. Yeah. Toya, <laughs> they were talking about Toya's bitch Stewie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They, even in the first episode, 
And that's not no that's not no shade, and that's not saying that she's ugly, but baddie is not what I think of when I see. I don't I've but, seen pictures of her when she's dolled up, she's a she's a decent looking woman, but like to me, she just looks like if Toya had a twin sister that was missing a chromosome. That's how she looks to me. Her her jaw slack, it be wiggling and shit. She got the Bobby Brown coke jaw. It just be wiggling and shit. And I don't even dislike I don't dislike sweet tea. As a matter of fact, I was fitting to say I do think she's good for this show because as we see, she is not taking heavenly shit laying down. Heavenly brought this girl on the show to use her as a punching bag, to use her as a a storyline, to have something, and she is not taking it laying down. She's been clapping them beauty supply wigs off Heavenly head all over social media. She recently went live and she said in real life she don't like Heavenly. She do not like Heavenly. She says she phony, she mean, she fake, and she's using herself and Greg as the smoke and mirror for not wanting to let the cameras into her life out, which really counts. And I absolutely agree. Like Heavenly, like I, I like Dr. Damon, and I'm not saying they're not happy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're not happy. But what I'm saying is there's no such thing as a perfect anything in this world. And when you are dealing with another person day in, day out, making decisions with this person day in, day out, have different personalities from this person, I am all too certain there are moments where Damon and Heavenly do not fuck with each other for real. They love each other, but they for sure don't know, they don't be fucking with each other. And she doesn't let the cameras in on that. She even said at BravoCon, I remember the clip, that they pay her to do the show. They don't pay her to discuss her marriage, even though it's called Married to Medicine. But, yeah. Wait, she said that? Yeah, she said that, sh- that her her marriage is not for sale to be in front of the cameras. Then why the fuck? Okay. I guess because when she say Married to Medicine, I guess because she means she had been to Okay. So we yeah. saw, we saw, we literally saw, you know, both the highs and the lows and the very low point of Dr. Jackie, uh, a pillar and OG and, a, and, a, and a, a, a circular pillar at that of the show. Uh, we saw Quad and Greg and their ups and a whole hell of a lot of downs, including a, 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 an admittance of abuse on Greg's part at the fucking reunion. But you, okay, all right. Okay, Heaven. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's that's exactly that just it. make that just makes Toya Toya shit about being married to medicine. That shit that she was saying about Quora, like why is she here, she she not even married to medicine. That makes it even more stupid and annoying that she said that because it's like you got a motherfucker that's married to medicine, yet we don't know nothing about the, the marriage because they don't allow it. And I mean, we could take it a step step further. While y'all know how I feel about Toya, and I feel like she is one of those, she's the type that likes to be the victim and the villain at the same time, Toya and Eugene have been transparent, not only about their marriage, but about issues with their finances, their tax issues, and so on and so forth. They have been in front of the cameras, they have been the butt of the jokes online, 
and amongst the group for their financial issues. So I don't think it's fair that Simone and even Simone and Cecil let us in briefly. But when motherfuckers start telling Simone she's so obnoxious, they see why Cecil was trying to uh, fuck with the best friend. They shut that <laughs> shit down. But as a whole, every other couple on this show has had the responsibility of being transparent outside of just... Yes, Scott and Contessa, of being transparent outside of um, medicine. And so I just feel like Heavenly gets preferential treatment because the bitch loud and can can land a a good zinger here and there. Because y'all give Heavenly a lot. She's not even funny all the time to me. A lot of people confuse being funny with being obnoxious. Or being mean. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just, I like Sweet Tea. I like that she is not allowing Heavenly to be like, oh, that's just Heavenly like the rest of the women do. Oh, that's just Heavenly. Um, I just, you know, I do appreciate I'm, that I'm she, here for her. I do appreciate that she said, uh, like, it, it's, it's like, I, I, I hate this bitch, not, not just on the show, but in real life. Like, that, that, mm-hmm. that, like, that's, that's beef right there. I, I appreciate yeah. it. That's how you stand mm-hmm. on business. And then <laughs> Heavenly talking about I should whoop your ass. Oh, don't make me whoop your ass like your mama did. Here's the thing. If you are comfortable sticking your nose, sticking your snout, sticking your wig, all in with this woman and, and her now husband have going on, why are you so upset and ready to fight when she said you and Damon don't have a perfect marriage either? Why did that anger you so bad? So when Sweet Tea went live and said that she feel like Heavenly is doing all of this to cover up any issues her and Damon may be having. I believed it because that was a mighty visceral reaction to something that wasn't that serious because all married couples go through things and I don't see eye to eye all the time. Yeah, you don't see eye to eye with your friends all the time. You don't see eye to eye with your goddamn self all the time. She reacted like how, remember when Morale uh, uh, alluded to Damon cheating? Mm-hmm. That's how she reacted. Yeah. And I'm not even saying it's something as salacious as cheating, but it's certainly like Heavenly has certainly gotten off amongst this group as having one of the more sound and stable marriages. And so she she can't let a chink, uh, she can't let that a chink in that armor show at all. And I feel like most of that is honestly carried off the strength of Damon and not even her. Because I also yeah. feel like that's why that she don't want the cameras there because I don't think she wants... And I I'm, I mean, to be fair, we can all kind of assume. And and I feel like we would be right to assume this. But she don't want them cameras showing... She don't want them cameras showing how much hell she give Damon. That's what, that's what that is. That's what I believe. Shout out to John from the John Effect Podcast and Jackie. Hey, y'all. They call her Heavenly Ham. Hey. <laughs> 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 so... Shout out to my faves. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where um and then before we get out of here, quad oh, I, I before I want I want to say because I, I, I figured it out. Sweet tea is like if you got Toya from Claire. <laughs> Moving on. You um, are ridiculous. <laughs> you need you need a you need a healthy chunk of Jesus. Um, uh, well, I damn sure ain't getting it from heavily. That's for sure. No, you're not gonna get it from hell. Um, <laughs> Elvenly. That should be a name. Elvenly. That's a real name. Yeah, that's what she keep up. Hell, but 
Quad has been in the comments and it's been she's confirmed that she is only on this season until episode seven. And after episode seven, she's no longer on the show. And she says they asked her to leave the show in the most humiliating way possible. And I'm wondering how humiliating was it because she was just on Watch What Happens Live with Phaedra or no, with Heavenly. She was just on Watch What Happens Live with Heavenly. So I'm wondering, is this more, is it, are these more quad dramatics? And is that true? Or is she going to pop back up like a bad rash later on in the season? Like, I can't be sure. Because if somebody fired you and gave you the boot, um, you know, would you, and gave you the boot mid-season, like, and people be like, well, Cynthia comes back and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but Cynthia wasn't fired from Atlanta. She left Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. So she still has a good working relationship and she's been on other housewives shows like Ultimate Girls Trips and stuff like that. Right. Like we didn't see, like when Nene, when when Nene left when Nene left you didn't see her like on Watch What Happens Live like the next week. No, you didn't. Not not if you not if you get booted mid-season. You yeah. know, not just saying you do the season and y'all decide to part ways, but she like being booted mid-season. It's surely, it's surely something. Like, like words mean things. Yeah. That, like the the the, the words used have some implications. Yeah. Yeah. And all I'm saying is, if if those implications are not the actuality, then again, it's one of the things where, like you said, it, it, is this true or is this just you know quad being dramatic? Right. That's all I want to know. What is the truth? Yeah. That's it. That's all I want to know. Well, y'all want to go to where well, we going next before, before we move on? Um, and we talked a bit about it in the pregame. It does lend a question too, though, in terms of where did they go forward in casting? Because you know, unfortunately, Quad has not really had a storyline much the last few times she's been on the show. Now, granted, that's nothing you know specific to her. Because, you know, we talked about this in the pregame. Honestly, I, damn near none of them have really had a real storyline for a long time. Not an actual yeah. real one. I like agree the, with that. The, the, the last you had is what? Scott and Contessa, and they ain't here no more. Hell. Yeah, you had them. They ain't here no more. Uh, last time Carl really had one was, you know, when she was her and Greg was uh, when she was with Greg and going through the divorce. Going Jackie through had, the divorce, Jackie ain't had one, not a real one since. Um, Curtis was cheating. Th- there you go with that. Um, the only ones that really consistently have a storyline for better or worse is Toy and Eugene. We are we know the, the deal with Heavenly. She don't want nobody in her and Damon's business. Um, Cecil and Simone kind of had one, but then kind of not. Um, and hell, they, they they hate each other, but they don't want nobody to, to to show that they hate each other. So it's like none of them for real have shit going on. So you have situations. Yeah. Oh, what? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm liking the storyline with uh Simone raising stay at home sons. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Did we did we did we touch on this last week or did we forget? Because I've been wanting to say No, we did Simone Simone gonna be looking at pussies till she old and decrepit trying to take care of three grown ass men. Okay. <laughs> we, we if somebody talking about Cecil do work, where? 
<laughs> Where's Cecil work? Where's Cecil work? You know how I know Cecil don't fucking work? Because if Cecil worked and he worked as hard as his motherfucking wife, which I ain't taking none from Simone, that bitch is a good doctor. She is a great OBGYN. Her and Jackie is good at what they fucking do. But if Cecil worked as hard as, as fucking Simone, he would want that 28-year-old motherfucker to get his ass out of undergrad too. He's sitting up there talking about, well, if he ain't graduated college by 25, he just ain't graduated. That's because you ain't paying for college. Your wife is. Because when motherfuckers paying for college, they want to know what them grades is looking like, and they want to know what is your plans and when the fuck is graduation. When my mama was helping pay some tuition, how'd you do this semester? How was this semester? When is graduation? When you gonna be done? Yeah. When motherfuckers is paying for school, they want to see your report card. So no, Cecil ain't working. And if he is, he ain't working as hard as Simone because he's sitting up there talking about if he ain't done, he just ain't done. No, if he ain't done by 25, he going to finish it his motherfucking self. He going to get a student job. He going he gonna to start doing some work study and all kind of shit. But it ain't going to continue to be on my dime because you didn't have seven fucking years to do a four-year program full time. You down to the you down to the motherfucking Howard University partying and dating white girls and dating white bitches who like <laughs> who who don't take nothing but black dick. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, you like uh, Ice Cube and higher learning. You All about right. to be fucking forty. <laughs> that nigga was a super senior. He was a super senior. Oh shit! <laughs> That's a throwback. Shit. Now, you got to play with somebody else, but you ain't finna play with us over here down to the ratchet ramblings. He work. Where he work? Because working to pay tuition and the motherfucker ain't trying to graduate or have you fucking live it as a parent. What's the If you in a black household, what's the rules? You either gonna work, get a job, or take your motherfucking ass to the military. Ain't that black parents? Why did I almost say you gonna either fling rock or have a wicked jump shot? And that is not what black huh. parents saying in their home <laughs> at all. But maybe he need to consider it. If he can't graduate, maybe he done learned enough down to Howard up there in D.C. and shit where he could learn how to sell dope. I mean, it, because let me not say that. you're t- 25 <laughs> in undergraduate and not having to work your way through. I, we're not shading motherfuckers who have to work their way through college and you can't take a full course load. This not for y'all. This not for non-traditional students. I was a non-traditional student. I'm not dragging you. But if you have parents who are paying your way through college, you don't have to work. You don't have to worry where your next meal coming from. You don't have to worry about books and financial aid and dealing with FAFSA funky ass. You ain't got to take out no student loans and shit. You You don't have a reason to be an undergrad for seven fucking years with no master's degree and no PhD program in sight. Yeah, my, he's definitely coming from like a place of privilege that a lot of st- his peers do not. Like you said, like he they he don't have the problems that a lot of his peers in the same situation or similar. Do. He do not at all. He does not at all. I just and I also what we hear because I don't fucking like Simone and I don't make any qualms about it. The bitch got a nasty attitude. And a mouth like a, a the cadaver of a hyena. Not okay? a fucking cadaver. <laughs> I just want to say that the cadaver Cecil, Cecil fucked that best friend, and y'all can't tell me no different. 
But she was trying to save face, so she painted it as, oh, he was putting his best friend over me. No, that was his side bitch. I mean... He was fucking that lady. <laughs> Depending on, you know, I was about to say, putting his best friend over you might have more implications than what... <laughs> <laughs> He was fucking that lady. <laughs> that was not his best friend. That was his best mistress. His best eater. <laughs> that was his best knobber slocker. Damn, you know I, what I'm saying? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was his best slobber knocker. That was his hey, best throat. That, that was his best throat. Damn, how you... With a K. <laughs> damn, Simone, how, you have, how, you, how you have a bite like that and you got out eight? <laughs> how you let somebody else be? How you have an overbite like that and you got out sucked? <laughs> <laughs> you would think, you would think with a jaw that deep. Right? <laughs> Like, like that CISO would be stalking you. Right. Like, how you, like, how you, like, how you have them how faculties? How you get out throat goaded? Right. <laughs> Let me, let's move on. How we you got out No, come on now, <laughs> Jeremy. Let's, let's move on. Jeremy, you being terrible and you not finna drag me with you. You didn't got me started. Let's go to Potomac. Was thinking it. <laughs> let's let's go to Potomac. I want I want to be left out of this um oh. this uh numb nuts in Nigeria uh debacle because I don't care. Okay, it, to me, uh, Ineka, the nigga, you are fucking dumb, the nigga. So you are fucking dumb to let these light skin broke bitches use you as a pawn to keep from having to discuss the mishaps in their lives. Okay, let's break this down real quick. Let's break it down real quick. Robin just spent a, the, a whole last season lying. Yep. Old face lying. Even said Karen was making shit up when Karen was in fact telling the fucking truth about Juan being spotted out with multiple women, called Karen a fucking liar. Mm. And it, she was telling the truth. Ashley lied about this divorce to have a storyline. Her and Michael Darby are no closer to being divorced than a man in the fucking moon. And if you think Michael Darby is not living in no million dollar house that he's paying for, come buy some oceanfront land that I still got left over from Denver. Mm. Ashley and Michael are not getting divorced. Ashley needed a rebrand. And that rebrand was, oh, I'm about to be a divorced single mom of two trying to get my shit together. I think with all the cutting up that Michael been doing, the divorce. So then you're not questioning why you don't see Michael a lot because they're divorcing. Yep. I think that has something to do with it. Yep, definitely. And it, it just makes for a perfect you know, a perfect a storm to make it seem like, oh, Ashley about to get divorced and Michael been doing this and Michael been doing that whole time. We should all remember Ashley and Michael used to be fucking bitches and niggas together. Yeah, like I'm I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. What she, what Ashley realized was she got out throat goaded by Michael. Then she didn't want to play no more. He was He was giving her tips and tricks. You've got right. to massage the balls, Ashley. Oh, fucking right. Hello, mate. You've got to massage the balls. Like, and he giving her tips and tricks on how to better suck, suck dick. Not him teaching her to blossom an onion. Uh, oh, my God. 
Adrian. Adrian. Yeah. yeah. What's up? Okay. Now, listen. God was not glorified. <laughs> the devil was. So, hey. <laughs> Y'all he was he was teaching her how to better take they niggas down under. You know what I'm saying? So it's just and then you got Giselle who is trying to get from under those colorist allegations. And so what better way to do that than to put a dark-skinned African woman against Wendy? But newsflash, you bitches are still not beating them allegations. I just want you to know that. I just want you to know that. And I just want to say that Chris Bassett and Candace absolutely need to go the Michael Darby route and they need to sue Giselle because she is still lying, still gaslighting and talking about Chris made her go into his room and close and lock the door. And that is exactly, that is not what you said happened last season. You said he asked you, could y'all go talk privately? He pushed the door up. It wasn't completely closed and for sure wasn't locked. And even that made you uncomfortable. So even now, and then to sit up there talking about you don't have nothing to say to Candace because you you, you and your children were put in harm's way. Harm's way of what exactly? And the only reason I don't go so hard is because Chris Bassett is a white man and, you know, a majority of me do not care. But you are still being very full of shit and very much gaslighting Candace about this situation and refusing to own your shit and stand in it. It's just fucking weird. Like, I don't even think it's a situation where you have to, like, go extremely, like, hard, you know, quote-unquote, on behalf of Chris. But it's like, this is a, like, continued pattern with Giselle where, like, she just does the most salacious shit. She has the most salacious lies to the point where she can't even get her own fucking story straight between them. And, like, just projects and, like, does the most, like, craziest shit and when she's called out on it, she's perpetually the victim. You can't be the wicked witch of the West and the weakest bitch of the West at the same time, Giselle. It don't work like that. Victim is you a wicked bitch? Is you, if, is, you a vic, is you a wicked bitch or a weak bitch? You got to choose. You can't be both. You can't be both. You cannot be both. And that's all I'm, I've been trying to say. You cannot be both. Either you're going to be wicked and stand... And that's the thing. I would I would have just a pinch more respect for you and Robin if y'all stood up in the fact that y'all are some mean-ass bitches. Truly. Mean as fuck. Even with this Aneka shit. Y'all have jumped at the first thing to try to get Wendy out of the paint. And I hope Wendy don't let y'all ice her out. Aneka will be gone long... Aneka will be gone before me. Y'all will learn a very, very hard lesson and playing with the wrong one. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going to. Like, I know Wendy has some rocky beginnings, but she kind of has become a mainstay. Like, she's become, you know, a bit of a fan favorite. She don't, like, there's nothing scandalous going on with her. They've, they've tried to belittle her and, you know, steal her shine and stuff. And, mean, and it hasn't worked. Like, she's strong. Her family's strong. Her marriage seems strong. She seems in a good space. Meanwhile, over there in light skin land, it's goddamn uh, the, the fucking hurricane over there, a hurricane of misery and misfortune. So, like, I don't think, like, any, I don't think Wendy's going anywhere, personally, unless she decides to, like, you know, this is enough. Like, I'm sick of you, bitch. But other than that, like, as far as, like, them doing anything to her, like, I don't see it. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it either. And, 
but you know, I don't see it succeeding. Yeah, I don't see it either. I I feel like so well after last week's episode, Wendy let off a string of tweets, and much what we say happened is what happened. Wendy knew of Neca from Aneka's cousin who was friends with Wendy's sister. Wendy's sister and Aneka's cousin fell out completely. Like it was a big blow up. And so I feel like Wendy was being petty. And when asked if she knew Aneka was like, I don't know that bitch. Like my sister don't mess with your cousin and they beefing. I don't know you either. Wendy showed some some screenshots that basically show Wendy uh, and Neka's cousin always hitting Wendy up wanting something. Hey, love. You know when a bitch hits you with, hey, love. Hey, babe. Hey, hon. They want hmm. something. They want something. Hit her up and was like, hey, babe, I want to get my BBL. And the surgeon said, you know, if they can, if they can get you on board to, like, use your name for clout, They'll help me get an appointment. And so, like, and Wendy was like, they ba- are just basically a family of clout chasers. And yep. I believe it. Because you're coming in very fucking hot. You're coming in very hot, talking about people's family and things of that nature, bringing up people's mamas and so on and so forth. And it, it's just not giving what you think is giving. You seem like a loser, honestly. And then everybody talk about, well, Wendy Lyon, she did know her. Everybody on this fucking show lies. Karen didn't been caught lying. Giselle didn't been caught in lies. Robin didn't been caught many lies. Ashley for sure didn't been caught lying. Uh, Monique didn't been caught lying. Uh, but again, why is lying such a big deal when Wendy say, nah, I don't know the bitch, but y'all still are not talking about this big ass lie that Robin circulated all season long and unapologetically and is even unapologetic now. And then sold the truth on her Patreon podcast. Either y'all give a fuck about the truth completely or you don't. But there is no reason to be going this far over this, but it's but mom's the word over uh over what Robin did. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, like on the list of, on the totem pole of lies, like this is very low. As as opposed to the shit that Robin and Giselle do, eighty literally every goddamn day. Yeah, I just it 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 don't. I don't care. I don't care if if Wendy Mama put a hex on you. I don't. Honestly, I don't that's... care if Wendy lied about knowing you because she don't fuck with your cousin no more. I don't care. I'm I when I don't fuck with somebody, I'm petty too. I do not care. And no, and you it... won't use my name to get on no show. All, all I'm saying is not everybody go around with hexes on. I'm just saying maybe you did something to deserve it. Um, I'm just saying. For sure. And looking like Bucky is one of them. <laughs> and that could look like she looked like Bucky. Looking like you kiss flavor of love is certainly one of the reasons why you might deserve a hex put on you. Mm. And then I also want to say for um, let's remember that Robin and Giselle have not always disliked Wendy. Much like what they're doing with Aneka, wanting her around to get under Wendy's skin, they did the same thing with Wendy when she was first introduced to the show. They used Wendy to get under Karen's skin and to ice Monique out. Yep. They have not had, have not always had this huge disdain for Wendy because if they did, I would respect what they're doing more. 
as a matter of fact, to to be yep. more poignant. Oh, go ahead, Adrian. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. To 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 be more and to to further add to that, they only stopped liking when they when when they peeped that because I think it was an episode like when they just dead ass said that it was like I see what Monique was saying about y'all and they have not liked her since then. Ever since Wendy like saw that shit and stopped being a pawn and kind of saw, you know, even though she had her issues with Monique or whatever, saw what Monique was saying about them, that's when they turned on Wendy. Well, not even that. They stopped they they started having a problem with Wendy when Wendy stood up for herself when they tried to swerve out of their lane into hers and started speaking on her marriage and why she had plastic surgery and why she was dressing the way she was dressing. And it must be because uh, there's rumors about Eddie cheating and this, that, and the third. And when she didn't take it laying down and she clapped their motherfucking heads off their shoulders, now, now all of a sudden they hate her. Oh, we hate her. We don't like her. She's aggressive. She's combative. Whole time, this is the, the second instance of Robin and Giselle swerving into Wendy's family business because she stood up for herself. Now, here come Robin at motherfucking Pickleball with her pussy face in the world. <laughs> you at Pickleball with your pussy out. Giselle, you fucking somebody young enough to be your goddamn son. You still taking advice from Jamal Bryant, who allegedly got a teenager pregnant that was in his church. That you knew about. That you knew about. <laughs> That's why he ran his ass up out of Potomac and tried to start a mega church in Atlanta. But one thing about it, Stunt King T.D. Jakes is not to be outdone. Don't his daughter be kidnapping kids? Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yes. I ain't yes. got no money. Allegedly. Yes. Okay. Yes. Resounding, yes. Yes, she do. Seen okay. that on the on the tickety talk. <laughs> tickety talk, your tea will be clocked. <laughs> so it's just it's just, to me, it's just like leave us alone with this shit. Y'all, y'all are upset. That Wendy, a a, a dark skinned black woman, much like Monique, and much like what we're seeing with Candace, dare to not be y'all flunky and stand up for her for herself when y'all try to use her as a storyline. Because of Miss Robin talking about why Wendy was having plastic surgery, why why Dick was wandering all over fucking uh the tri-state area. He was fucking bitches from Canada to Cancun. <laughs> That's this is where this whole we hate Wendy thing came in. Y'all love Wendy as long when Wendy was talking about Karen's vagina and when she was getting up under Ashley's skin and when she was icing out Monique and siding with y'all when Monique shoved Candace and flipped her hair and all kind of shit. Y'all loved Wendy then. Loved her. Here's the thing. Giselle, it's not, it's, it's only one Karen on that show. Karen is willing to go back and forth with you and play the game with you because it keeps y'all both booked and busy on this show. Other women on that come on this show are not willing to let y'all play with them like that and stick your nose in their marriage and talk shit and do this, that, and the third. You're going to have to find you somebody else to play with because it's not going to be Wendy Osipo and Happy Eddie. Mm. Which, shout out to them because every time motherfuckers try to throw dirt on Wendy and Eddie's name, they turn it into a bag. Happy Eddie is now a strain of marijuana being sold in dispensaries all across the goddamn country. I know that's right. Happy Eddie, you say. Let me go uh-huh. on search yeah. weedmaps.com. Okay. Yeah. 
Happy Eddie is, is being sold in dispensaries all across the country. Now, I hope Wendy and her mama start a line, start some type of spiritual line, start selling sage and oils and all kind of shit. Clock mm. a bag every time somebody play with y'all. Because it's unnecessary. Not when there's bigger shit going on on this goddamn show. Mia, I don't care what you got going on. I'm going to be honest. And I'm okay with Wendy, call, Wendy calling a, a, a nigga a crackhead and Mia slow. The truth is the light and it has set you free. Because none of this is given when the NECA is doing is not giving successful, successful black, successful Nigerian woman who got things to lose. You're arguing about fucking Facebook friends. When y'all, and again, uh, just to bring the point home here, y'all are almost 50. Yeah. Yeah. Let that sink in. I want to re- reiterate this. Y'all are arguing about who knows who and who don't know who and who is somebody's Facebook friend and y'all are damn near 50. Correct. Nasty work. Very, very. Uh, y'all had anything else for we but we take a quick break and come back after the jump to uh head on over to uh the land of own. No, I ain't got nothing. All right, y'all. Well y'all stay tuned and we will be back. Uh, we'll be back after the break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back. We are back. We are back. And we are ready to get into Love and Marriage Huntsville and Bell Collective. Which one y'all want to do first? Mm, Bell Collective. Okay. Um, okay. Now, this to me was a good episode because I was glad to finally see Marie versus Glenn. Now, Glenn's still a bozo. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. A nigga named Glenn but, but I am very glad that Marie shit got clocked finally. Because you are constantly in these folks' business on this show while your crackhead mammy still in your fur coat and pawning it for 30 motherfucking dollars and still can't find her goddamn teeth. Go, go get your family together. You got all them goddamn grandbabies. Them grandbabies be everywhere but with their goddamn daddy. You worried about the wrong shit. You're in the wrong mix, in the wrong business. Because we really haven't heard nothing with her since um, her grandchild's mother got killed. Marie has, yes, that was the last time she had a plausible storyline on this show. Whole time, Marie is married. She is estranged from her husband, but Marie is legally married. Mm-hmm. This this wombat is legally married. This and be in everybody's business. Madeline Marie being everybody business, but her shit ain't together. Mm. Uh, well, she wouldn't be able to say shit to me because I'm bringing I'm bringing up her tea all the time. She say, the time. "How are you today? What? I'm good. How are How's your son and all his kids? He you, back every in time she <laughs> hello. Did he finally graduate, or is he pulling the miles from married to medicine? Is he forever a senior? He playing basketball." He back playing basketball. He back riding the bench, bitch. Where your husband at? Out digging it, digging in pussy, not yours. He recommended any new snake oil to you? Like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do me. Mm-mm. 
Yeah. Play with Essie. Don't play with me. Well, you know that that's that's Essie best eater. Mm. Mm. That's probably Essie best eater. That neck looks strong. I can believe it. Imagine seeing that BBL tooted up in there. That was yeah. wrong. I didn't need that on this day. Well, what you say? God wasn't glorified, but Satan was. <laughs> um I'm I'm gonna be honest. I am rather tired of Glenn and Letitia. I, I don't according to as we discussed last week, they to me, I don't believe nothing they got going on. I don't believe there is unhappy. I believe this is for the cameras. I believe it keeps a check coming in. Because there is no way that you two are staying married to each other and y'all have this much disdain where your husband can't show up at your job without you talking to him and barking at him like a goddamn dog. This don't make sense to me. Why would you stay married to somebody like that? And I thought he was like on boats for like long periods of time. He ain't been on the boat in a while. Mm. No, because he getting a check from this show. And they willing to do anything to keep that check coming in. That's what I truly believe in my heart of hearts is that their dynamic and how awful they interact, it got the attention of the audience. It it made her a fan favorite because, oh, poor Letitia with the awful fucking husband that just won't let her go to be happy. Let that girl go. And so... Letitia, she really would love to make it work, but Glenn just won't stop cheating. This boy is killing that, me. <laughs> he doing that good woman so wrong in her lame Brian bra under her power suit. Her power suit? Like, to me, it just feels like a farce because if you got all the money you talking about you got, Letitia, I would rid myself of Glenn if I was this unhappy. You never on camera you are never happy when you and that man is in the same fucking room. Why are you there? So just why are you there? Just I, tell us. I just need to know why so, are you there if you are so unhappy. So I'm gonna tell you a, a, a few things, three key things that you know to add to this this hypothesis. I don't even think it's a theory. I think like I, I think it's honestly transparent. Like you said, I think it's like pretty obvious to see that man allegedly was working on oil ring. Mm-hmm. Good ass job. We ain't heard about that motherfucker doing that since season one. Man's business. Knee <laughs> deep in man knee deep in it. Working 14 hour days, working we, 10 days on, two days off, dirty than the motherfucker, smelling like DW40, WD40. And now go ahead, Jeremy, because we about to say the same shit. We ain't heard about that shit since season one. Not only thing we see him in business is trying to be a rapper, which he don't need to be. Segway Jones, my second point about why this shit fake. You not finna sit here, convince me, and tell me that Tisha, that Letitia ain't happy with this man, ain't still in love with this man, ain't still like married and and happy with this man, and that this shit just for a camera 
you can't tell me that you barking at this man and you hate his guts and he embarrassed you and everything that he put you through this that, and the third yet you were the same motherfucker that was up here crying tears of joy when this motherfucker did that terrible ass song for you 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 need to play somebody else's face and don't play in mine because anybody that hated this nigga's guts would have been embarrassed that the that the mill thought of him doing that let alone shedding tears at that shit yeah which number three, the second, the third reason why this shit is a farce. The reason he act the way that he do is because, and I feel that we've said this before, but it bears repeating, the way that he act the way that he do on the cameras is because you put on this front of a strong, independent woman that don't need no fucking nigga named Glendale. Yet, when the cameras are off, you motherfuckers are very much, you you are very much, I'm going to stick beside him. I ain't going nowhere. That's my man, my man, my man through, through rain sleet hail or snow like the reason he acts out the way that he do because another way i i don't think glenn can keep popping up the way that he does without y'all still being in a good standing because the actions the words don't make, match the action like you said candace in one scene you're barking at this man you hate his guts you 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 got your foot on his neck etc cetera, etc cetera. Yet in next, yet we keep seeing y'all together all the time. Here's the thing, and I and I just want to say this, Glenn, with a history of infidelity, right? Do you honestly think Glenn would be chasing behind Letitia if she said, "I don't want him. I don't want you. Leave me alone. Give me a divorce. Let me go. I want to be done with you." Like, like, come on, I like a man who almost had an outside baby on you. Like, like, come on! Like, like, like a man who was fucking women unprotected. You really think that you wouldn't be able to get rid of this man and get him out your life if that's what you truly wanted from him? Like I'm saying, like playing somebody else's face, don't play in ours. Like this, don't make seats. Furthermore, let's take it a step further. You are booking commercials for you and Glenn as a couple. But you want us to believe you don't want to be with him. Mm. Not only are y'all not only are y'all together personally, you are making it so that y'all are getting money together professionally, but you expect us to believe you so miserable with this nigga. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. No, like you got the lot of somebody else. You got to play in somebody else's face. Like you don't spend more time trying to convince us that you hate this nigga than working on Ferris Street. And about that. Segway Jones. Take it away. They about to gentrify Fair Street. We just want to keep it a buck. Because how are all of these people... And it it seemed like Letitia talked a lot about what she wanted to do on Fair Street. But it was a lot of talk. Yeah, I didn't see her really do anything much else but that. Akeisha actually had a proposal and everything that got turned down, but they only want to give her one building. On And that block that we saw was like, almost everything was vacant. They about to gentrify Ferris Street. For sure. And keep a cute, uh, maybe a few little buildings to be like, yeah, this is where the nigga shit happened at. Yeah. Yep. Ferris Street about to be for the crackers. Yep. Cracker Street. Yeah, that's a, that's a wrap on that. You ain't told a single lie, Adrian. They finna they finna turn Ferris Street into uh to white only's land. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nasty business. Very. Cause like 
how like we've been hearing about Fair Street since season one. How ain't no progress? Like I I I I, <laughs> I love to give Marie anything, but she had a point when it was they when was it Essie trying to like have a shade fest, you know, versus Letitia about the like the progress on her and stuff, and she's like, oh, Akeisha. Akeisha, that's what. Yeah, thank you for correction. She was like, and Marie was like, well. You so y'all doing all this shaving back and forth, but ain't no progress on either side been made about this. Shit. And like she didn't lie, she didn't lie. No, she didn't lie at all. It like, wasn't been, a lie told. We've been to hearing which, about it since season one, and ain't uh, like ain't no progress made on this shit at all. Nope. And speaking of Akeisha, um, this is why I don't give the husbands on these shows too too much because Willie was unnecessarily mean to Akeisha in their confessionals. Talking about her weight and shit. Maybe if you put down a Chick-fil-A sandwich and then the waffle fries, you you could lose some weight. No, maybe if you was fucking there to contribute. Not that pork neck nigga talking about oh, I'm trying to be more positive to black people, but no. No, we ain't got to be positive because he wasn't positive. She, she got had two her kids, kids under she's five. She's your manager. Yeah, two kids under five, and she's his manager. What managing what? Like his, I guess his TV, like his whatever career. After he was football. like a football player. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. And so, I think okay. he got a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, he do. So he a motivational speaker now. But she managing him and he can't even be show up on time for her to take the business meetings pertaining to his career. Mm. And But you, you shooting, you shooting jabs at her about fuck her waiting and eating a goddamn Chick-fil-A sandwich. Give me a fucking break. Um, but I do I do agree, Jeremy, that Aikisha had a lot of dip on her chip. She was being really arrogant, talking about, well, uh, what did she say? Letitia can't even afford to buy the block back like she wants to. She couldn't even. You couldn't either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't either. You, yeah, had, right. you, you were brought in for a super scaled down proposal to do something. But not nearly to the level of what you propose to do. Yeah. Talking about, do you know who I am? Yeah, somebody who proposal got turned down. Right. And it's like, and ain't she supposed to have like these deep ties there? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. She was supposed to be the mover and shaker that was, you know, so above everything. Um, And yet, all that moving and shaking and nothing has shook. No, everything is still sitting still. Yeah. Very, very much stationary. Much like Latrice in that warehouse. <laughs> I want to say this. Mm. Latrice and Cliff are a textbook definition of codependency hell. She need a daddy and he want a daughter that he could tell what to do. Because as I said, he ain't raised them other fucking kids that he got. Oh, absolutely not. He treats her like a child and she treats him like a father. There is no way as a multi-million dollar businesswoman like you claim to be that anybody would be comfortable playing in your motherfucking face about your money when it comes to your business. You done went and hired your rinky-dink brother instead of a tried-and-true contractor, and that's why you getting what you getting. Then you gonna bring Cliffy and Daddy can fix anything. Daddy? Daddy can do it? Please, this impression. If nobody can, can Daddy can. Daddy? <laughs> It's me and my daddy. <laughs> daddy don't take care of me. I don't and give that generation too much, but them niggas be knowing how to work with their hands and fix some shit. 
He definitely do. However, I mean, you can't have one foot in and one foot out when it comes to wanting him to be a part of your business. You you okay. pissy when he when he want to make business decisions as an investor in one business. So you don't want him to be a part of this whole getting this warehouse and storefront up and running. But when your crackhead rinky dink brother then fell through and he up there trying to sand the walls, sand paint off the walls with a nail file, now you want daddy to come in and do it. Pick you got to pick and choose where you want to be. Either you want your husband's help and his overbearing tendencies and his control, or you don't. And you need to put on your big girl draws and figure this shit out on your own and hire a real fucking contractor to come in and renovate and gut that goddamn building and leave us alone. Because you and daddy on good terms now, but y'all was just living in separate homes. Mm. But I agree, he probably could fix the fuck out of a sink. He he can. Yeah, he is the oldest one, so he does. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't like that nigga. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I like or dislike Cliff, but I do know that he is messy and he wants people to be in the same predicament as him and Latrice. Yeah. that That's how I feel about him, which is why he always giving Glenn some off-colored advice. Off-colored advice from an off-colored nigga. I was going to say, his <laughs> weak tea-colored ass was probably very attractive <laughs> in his heyday. Oh, he do. Know. He look like tea that ain't been steeped long enough, <laughs> or the water wasn't hot enough. The water wasn't hot enough, but he was probably very attractive in his heyday. Yeah, because he's not an attractive. He's not an attractive. Old, I mean, he's not an unattractive older man to me now. So you know, that's just kind of oh, I see that situation. Um, and then, like I said, I'm I'm glad that Glenn told Marie to keep her batteries warm. And her vibrator. Because <laughs> as a married woman estranged from your husband, you should really focus on your own romantic dealings and getting your son a vasectomy so he could get out of college because he got a million babies. Next, I want Letitia and Cliff to have the same face off. Mind your motherfucking business and let us be fake, miserable, and peace, bitch. But this, I, but this is one of them situations where when people be like, when women be like, stop talk, telling me about the nigga if you ain't going to leave him, that's for bitches like Letitia. Yeah, I was just, you beat me to it. Because, like, on the one hand, yes. But also, because, like, Tisha invited Marie to that. And she invites Marie in her business. So it's like, on the one hand, yes, Marie needs to stay in the fuck. Because clearly Letitia ain't going no goddamn well. But she keep inviting her in the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I and agree. it's like, yeah, like Marie really don't have a pot to piss in and the window to throw it out of because, Lord, you know, everything else back at the ranch. But like, you still, like, you as my friend, you hate this nigga allegedly. You don't want to be with this nigga allegedly. You invite me to a girls' night because you don't like this nigga drives you up the wall allegedly. He show up out of fucking nowhere and then you get pissy with me. Because I'm like, what the fuck? And he's talking to me in all kind of way, but yet you still invite me back into y'all business as my friend. So, like, bitch, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Wholeheartedly. So, like, either you stop inviting me to this shit, or both of y'all stop fronting like y'all actually at odds when y'all happy at home. But either way, leave me the fuck out of it if you don't want me in it. 
If you want me, then don't talk to me. That, hello, and I mean, you know what, let me know. Okay. Jeremy, <laughs> let go and let God. Hey. Let go and let God. Oh, let go and let God. <laughs> but no, listen. <clears throat> <clears throat> That's all I, I had for Bell Collective. I ain't really had nothing else. Uh, it looked like next week things are going to finally come to a head with this Tambra, Letitia, Aikisha bullshit. Okay. Um, a part of me don't care for it because we have to remember uh, Tambra is full full circle pregnant in this situation and I wish she would tell these girls so that they could back off and if they don't back off then she could get her girl cousins to come beat these bitches up because there is no reason for no pregnant woman to be being ganged up on the way they look like they try to do the Tambra in the previews so that's how I feel about that Bring back having girl cousins jump somebody. For sure. Cousins in general. I got girl cousins. I got cousins right now that have jumped somebody. And they it's boys and girls. Yeah, I was going to say, that's honestly gender new. Bring back cousins jumping. For sure. Speaking of jumping. Segway jumping. So love and marriage, Huntsville. Let me, I, I just feel like I would like Stormy and, and Courtney off this show. Because this is the second week in a row that they have made me say they are the problem in the situation. Um, because y'all keep trying to go toe-to-toe with Marceau, and you don't really have a leg to stand on. There was never any reason for Stormy to call Marceau a 21-bitch salute, and then you crying about him calling you Mr. Steele. And, you, and, you, and y'all huffing and puffing and, and talking about energy and shit like that. Here's the thing. Go ahead. If you, if I as a woman call another man, call a man a bitch or disrespect him, and that was not the energy that man was on with me, my my husband, like in and your husband, okay, or whoever, if he if he get at my husband, that's a wash. Yeah. One hand washing the other in that one. And my, in this instance, Marceau absolutely did the right thing. No, I'm not going to argue back and forth with Stormy. No, I'm not going to stoop to her level and start calling her all type of bitches and hoes and and big noses and gonzo and shit. I'm going to direct my energy to the man in the room. I'm going man to man. I'm not going to go toe to toe with Stormy. There would have been no winning in that situation for Marceau. If he had disrespected her or called her a bitch back, it would have gotten really ugly. And then it would have escalated it because then Stormy would have started acting like uh, Scarlet from Gone with the Wind. Oh, now he called me out my name. Courtney? Courtney, please. <laughs> Courtney, go beat him up, Courtney. <laughs> and, like, it, it wouldn't have gone anywhere. He, he took a dig at another man and then left it at that. He, he has not continued to dig at Courtney or talk shit about Courtney or Stormy. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is one situation where they are putting a lot of sauce on it to have a storyline. I I can see that. I think it's more so they, to me, um, and to me, it just feels like they want to be vindicated and justified in Stormy having the right to call him a bitch. And not, in, and not only call him a bitch, because... It's not only that you're calling him a bitch, because that's already disrespectful in itself, but the context and how you're saying it, the added on, 
it, you know, using sassy in a derogatory manner, saying he want to be one of the girls. It's like you want to stand on business of calling him a bitch in a very, you know, negative, you know, anti-masculine, anti-feminine context, but you know that's fucked up to say. So you want to stand on business, but you also don't want to stand on business. So you inviting them out, him, Marceau, and Tisha, to like quote unquote resolve it, but y'all feel the way that y'all do. Y'all feel like he a bitch. Y'all feel you know there's homophobia there. I think you. I think it is very disingenuous to act like it's not. And I think Marceau, terrible as he is, he peeped that. Tisha peeped that. And so to your point, Candace, he did the right thing. He didn't stoop to that level, but he did take a jab at Courtney. That's what he was supposed to do. And they can't stand it because again, they want to they want to be justified in disrespecting him in that manner, but they know that's a very fucked up and kind of antiquated way to do it. But they don't want to say that. Neither of them is uh, ooh, fuck it. I'm gonna say it. this is terrible. I'm saying ne- neither of them is as witty and as smart enough to stand on that. So now they stumbling over their words and flipping it back and forth, and the storm is just like, oh, you know, it's just you know. When, when the vibe or the energy is off, I match that or whatever. And it's like, girl, what the fuck is you talking about? Y'all issue been resolved. <laughs> or at least it should have been. Here's my thing. The vibe and the energy was off when they was an hour and some change late and y'all should have left. Y'all stayed around and wait because y'all wanted this negative interaction. Yeah, They want Marceau to stoop to coming at Stormy so Courtney could feel justified and trying to take it up a level with Marceau. Yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is. And Courtney don't that. seem on it. Oh, say, say that again, Avery. Courtney don't. Courtney don't seem like on that. He can he can take or leave Marceau. Yeah, I I think so. And I think when when Stormy tried to plan this couple's date, he was agitated that she did it. Because, like you said, Adrian, I don't think Courtney wants to be around Marceau. He has established that he don't care for him. He thinks, you know, he's an asshole and he goes too far and he does too much and he cool on him. And and Stormy is trying to force these interactions because, again, to my understanding, none of the husbands on these shows really get paid. But the more salacious the storyline is, the more the more money you'll make because you're on every episode or you're on more episodes. So, yeah, while the husbands might not get a check, well, I think probably, well, it might be different. It might be different for Love and Marriage Huntsville because this is a show that was started around the husband and wife couples. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, you know, I feel like Stormy is trying to force these interactions because it does make it does keep them around. Viewers want to see them more even because it's beef and they want to see, you know, the mess happen. But yeah, I agree, Adrian. I don't think Courtney cares, and he could take or leave Marceau. He don't have to be around him. Uh, yeah. um, here's the thing. I, I, I'm i starting to get secondhand embarrassment. Not starting. I already had. I have secondhand embarrassment for Kimmy. It is very uh, cringe watching a mid, 40, mid to late 40-year-old woman constantly sit around and have to do the heavy lifting in her marriage while fighting for her life with a man who is neither attractive, built good, a good father, 
or funny and have to spoon feed him how to be accountable and be a good partner. Mm-hmm. It is very agitating. It is very annoying and it's very cringeworthy that every episode she is having to let him know why the way he responds to things and why the things that he does are harmful to her and impact her the most. Because I wouldn't be there. I wouldn't be there. I wouldn't be there. I I just wouldn't. And I'm sick of seeing them on my TV screen. I just, I feel like, you know, she's trying to raise him, but Jalen is grown. Mm. Gone and on his own. And you still, you still, you still raising this grown ass man. And I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Jalen got more emotional intelligence than damn uh, Maurice. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. I, I don't enjoy seeing them on my TV screen. I, it's his lack of emotional intelligence, his, his lack of intelligence, period. Um, He's a grown-ass man-child, and it's very um nasty. I, that's that's how I feel. It's, very, it's nasty business to see Kimmy just basically be on an island with this grown-ass man-child who just don't refuse us to get it because it's not that he can't it's not that he's incapable he just doesn't want to yeah yep and and just again having to go so far as to bring in a sex therapist a professional you're having to bring in a professional to explain to you something easily googleable that chemotherapy radiation the myriad of pills she's on the amount of pressure she's under to fight for her life have hugely impacted her sex drive. Her word wasn't good enough. What her doctor said wasn't good enough for you. She had to bring in a sex therapist and explain it to you. And even in those moments, you are pacifying and making excuses for him. I don't think he don't care. It's just that he's acting like his needs are more important than mine. That's exactly what the lady said. But what are we talking about? Yeah, that was, it was, it's it's so, cringe is, is the word, Candace. It, it was, it's just, I don't like it. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Um, and this whole situation, not that I had a super duper high, you know, opinion of Maurice, you know, before this, but definitely during and after and now. I, I, honestly, he is my, he is the one I dislike the most on this show. Maybe even more so than Martell, and that's saying something. And that might be a knee jerk reaction, but it's like, goddamn, nigga. Like, <laughs> getting your dick wet cannot be that fucking important when your wife is going through whole ass cancer. Like, what the fuck? Yep. That's, that's how I feel. I just feel like, as a man who has a child and has been married before, and don't get me wrong, intimacy is important, okay? But look at the severity of what she is going through and ask herself, does your need for intimacy outweigh her need to feel supported? Against whole-ass cancer. And why? Ask yourself why your intimacy is only fucking. Ooh. Ooh. Say it again, Adrian. Ask yourself why intimacy is only fucking. Mm. Mm. Now we're asking the hard-hitting question. Which, what's your favorite saying, Jeremy? Now we get into the root. We get into the root. I don't know. It to me, I just, I'm. I, it's embarrassing to me to watch a woman excuse that type of behavior 
and make excuses and concessions and, um, you know, act like it's not a big deal when, as we see towards the end of the episode, it very obviously is when they get to Houston and Kimmy is like, you know, you did not consider me before you went on this string of shows talking about our intimacy and my whole mom is like, what the fuck is he doing? And you sitting up there talking. And this is when I knew that at some point shit is going to really hit the fan with them because he said, oh, I didn't think about the collateral damage that would come from what I was saying. You didn't even consider how the things you were saying about your wife would affect and impact your wife and your wife's family and everybody around y'all like I thought that was relationship 101. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm sorry but I just feel like a part of me absolutely understands why Kaya would cheated on that man. He has the emotional intelligence of a um, even rocks have a purpose to throw him at people's head. So he just, you know, he has the emotional intelligence of a piece of shit. And even shit has a purpose. It could at least fertilize something. I just, I find him to be very useless, very self-centered, and very unattractive. Like, I'm like, I'm sure you're attractive to Kimmy because she married you. But let's be honest, you are not nearly attractive enough to carry on in the capacity that you carry on. And that's that's all I want to say about that. Um, on to uh, speaking of this trip. Uh, so, <laughs> so this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> oh my god! First things first. Again, I I truly dislike anybody who makes me agree with Marceau because, like, I know that Letitia is at in some capacity book smart. I know that the woman has college degrees, master's degrees, everything else. I'm not saying that. But she's really fucking stupid when it comes to having common sense. Because there is, first of all, you and Marceau is not having that much sex where you thought that his swimmers made it through his clip nuts to get you pregnant. You know, you didn't think that. Two, even just a little bit of a Google. Yes, people do get pregnant after their partner has a vasectomy. But y'all, typically that's within the first year of the vasectomy which is why they tell you to consider other methods of contraception to be sure. This man is four years removed from a vasectomy. and You talking about, I took a pregnancy test girl. And she think it's cute. So you would have been, she'd be talking with that thick ass tongue. So you think you would have been talking about if I, you would, you ain't really, it ain't come to your mind that I was pregnant. Huh? Marceau, Marceau, you would have, Marceau, I, uh, Part of me feels like she did that as a joke, but the thing about jokes, beloved, is that they have to land. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing about that. Land. That shit crashed. It didn't I land. Crashed Mm-mm. and burned. Crashed. Mm-hmm. Like, what Real fuck? bad. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Because I don't know why you would want to be petty or jokey. With something like this with Marceau, cause that nigga petty. Right. Because so, what if that nigga would have came in and say, Oh shit, it's a chick saying I got her pregnant? Well, hello? he couldn't do that because he be cheating for real. That, well, I, <laughs> well. 
like I don't, I don't, I don't for a minute believe that Tisha cheats on Marceau. I don't think that at all. But again, to to tell somebody who has had a vasectomy for almost half a decade, you took a pregnancy test. Yes, I would have the same reaction as Marceau. Now, I will say everything in the preview for next week, him talking about 98% of married women cheat and are not faithful to their husbands and, Mar- and Martel talking about, yeah, I agree. Bitch, you got some nerve. So we just really, so we just really gonna give him another opening to talk about how male cheating. Cause that's I'm all so, I did. Let me, and, and I just want to say to me, this episode confirms why male takes a step back from these people after they are done filming because they are fucking exhausting and they have never ever with the exception of nail this cast and even chris hasn't taken it serious but this cast has never taken serious the pain and the amount of violation that martel inflicted on her and their children nobody has ever taken it fucking serious and he's sitting up there talking about yeah, that's and y'all be feeding into that bullshit. Her going back to her maiden name is not bullshit. She don't owe you nothing. The one person that truly held Martell accountable was the therapist that is no long that you see that they no longer go to and is no longer showing on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. Doctor Francis. Well, on everybody' neck. That's why they ain't had him back. Yeah, you, you see it. <laughs> you see it. He was giving them that reel and they didn't want to hear it. Yeah. Like, I just, you know, I get it. I truly get it. I get why Mel takes a step back. Because they they do not take it serious. They think it's funny. Y'all think it's funny and y'all enable it. And then everybody was shrugging their shoulders when he blew up his fucking life. Talking about, I told you so. I told you so. Y'all didn't tell him shit. Not one man around Martell pull him to the side and said, bro, you're going to crash out and you're going to lose every fucking thing. They still laughing and hee-heeing and kee-keeing like fucking piglets. Also, Marceau won a piece of Miss Nail. He won a piece. I do too. I mean, I was say, I honestly don't blame him. I do too. That woman fine. Crazy. But she fine. And her and Chris Fletcher look really fucking good together. They fine together. I know they be having a wang dang doodle. Yeah. Um, but why why nail messy ass invite Kiki? Why they done did that? <laughs> Again, I said this trip is gonna be a disaster. <laughs> and and Martel being a gaslighting pig, knowing his ex-wife is in that house, and yes, she don't want nothing to do with him. But y'all tell me if I'm wrong. If if Mike don't like when I use him as examples, but he don't he the only person I ever want to be married to. So but let's say me and Mike is in male and Martel position and we all get together as friends and go on a, a, a group trip or whatever with our significant others. But me and me and Mike is divorced. I would not disrespect him by bringing some man in the house while we there. I just think that is so tacky and classless and further proves why male doesn't want to have any type of relationship with this man. He is so unlikable and he is so mean and nasty to her. But I guess we'll get into into that in the next episode. But do y'all feel like Martel is being disrespectful for that stunt he pulled? 
Martell is being Martell, so take that how you want to take it. Yeah, that, honestly, yeah. The answer is the question, honestly. And then, of course, Maurice, see he brought a woman in the house, and they ain't stopping to say, bruh, I understand what you're saying, but if that's what you're trying to do, you and Shorty need to go get a hotel. Because we know you and Mel not together, but we fuck with Mel, too. And I, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Like, I just... At, I don't, again, I, they just further proved that they... In this situation between her and Martell, they've never had her back. They've never been neutral. There's always been bias and it's always leaned towards Martell and his terrible behavior and disrespect to her. So I mean, I just don't get it. Like, 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 are y'all afraid that he gonna beat y'all ass or something? Like, how like none of y'all nah, like, like, they afraid he gonna expose them secrets. That's it. There we go. Mm. Called it. Checked it. There we go, Adrian. You've been on the fucking money on this episode. That's what it is. They they're scared to miss that because Martell know a lot of they dirt too. There's and I mean that other. down to I mean that down to Chris Fletcher. Cause he got an outside baby. So he he's still cheating on Nell. Yeah, they can't say nothing because the first thing out his mouth is, bro, we was just so and so and such and such. Yeah. Like granted, I don't I don't think any of the men are doing anything now while they're on the show. Maybe Marceau. I don't think Maurice is doing anything. I don't think Chris is doing anything. But I certainly believe that in that period when Martel was actively cheating on Mel with Arion, that they were also doing their dirt as well. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, they bite their tongues quite a bit because they want Martel to continue to bite his when it comes to their misdoing. Mm. But it's like, give me a break. I'm even... I'm. I'll be honest. I'm I'm surprised production even allowed that to go down. And yeah. I am I am looking forward to um yeah. I'm looking forward to the reunion just because I believe I hope Mel get in Carlos' ass for that one. Ain't I was you bring up a good point because sometimes I be thinking like because ain't don't isn't Mel executive producer? Yeah. But as we've been learning, um, executive producer don't necessarily come with all the power we think it come with. It literally come with that title, but they don't they don't have a need to hire and fire nobody. Hmm. You know, because I I believe uh that can, I believe I watched Carlos King's interview with Royce and that she said the same thing about Shawnee. She was like, Shawnee might be executive producer on Basketball Wives, but she certainly did not have the power to be hiring and firing nobody. Mm. And the same thing that we just said with Mariah. She don't have the power. She didn't have the power to hire and fire nobody either. So, you know, it's just very interesting, the things they allow to happen, um, even with Mel being around. But that's all I had, y'all. Y'all had anything else before we get up out of here? No, I think that covered everything. Yeah, I ain't got nothing. Well, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Happy holidays. Uh, we will play it by ear, but I'm almost certain we won't be here on Christmas Eve. <laughs> um, but maybe, you know, maybe we'll try to, you know, record something or if we in the spirit, if the spirit hit us, if we free to record on the Saturday before Christmas Eve real quick, because uh, that's not a Ratchet Reloaded week. Ratchet Reloaded is next week. 
So we there was no ratchet. There won't be a ratchet reloaded for Christmas, but there, <laughs> New Year's. We, I mean, I plan to be ignorant. I, <laughs> Cause y'all, okay, I ain't gonna get into it. But I just want to say, I got some hot shit to get off my chest next week for love after lockup. That's mm. all I'm. That's all I'm gonna say. So when y'all go watch, I got some. I got some shit to say about love after lockup. And I think Michael and Justine is two dirty low down motherfuckers. Oh, let me go watch. Bye y'all. Bye y'all.